Pulp MX Network production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at BTOsports.com and click the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, Season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. Phoenix Supercross wrap-up. What a night it was in the desert, Chase Field, and we're going to break it all down for you. Uh, right here on this podcast, um, BTOsports.com, proud sponsors of the BTO Sports KTM team of Short and Gerke, nation's online leading realtor. If you need something OEM, they got it now. Uh, bike, body, they got anything you want at BTOsports.com. They've been a proud supporter of this podcast for a long time, and we thank them. Uh, use the code PULPMX at BTOsports.com when you check out to save money. So if you listen to this, it saves you money. Yeah, that's right, folks. And, of course, Fox Racing. Global innovation leader for motocross racewear, continuing the pursuit to innovate and elevate. Check out the full line of 2014 stuff on foxhead.com or visit your local authorized Fox dealer, V4 helmet, Instinct boot, and all that um, available um, from the folks at Fox Racing. Like I said, I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the line, the RacerX online editor, Jason Wygant. Yeah! <laughs> and, uh, folks, that's straight from Jersey right there. And also... Well. It- I got a lot of reason to celebrate, as you know. Oh, yeah. Good point. Right. And uh, in studio for this one, usually on the phone from the headquarters of uh, WPS, uh, but now uh, in studio, the Jason Thomas. Yeah. Jason Thomas, two-time German Supercross champion, two-time Montreal Supercross winner. How many times were you in the top three of privateers? Uh, twice. Twice yeah. inside the top three in privateers and Supercross. Professional motocross racer. For 17 60, years. Oh, 17 years. Yeah. Okay, I was doing the math in my head real well, quick. Well, yeah, because I kind of didn't wrap up until the season had already started. And In your very 13. first professional motocross moto, which rider finished right ahead of you? Ty Birdwell. And who was he wrenched by? I don't know. By me. Oh. That's right. Your first welcome to the pro moment was chase, trying to chase my rider down. Yeah, I should have pushed him harder. His bike rider probably broke. <laughs> probably. Um, all right, Phoenix Supercross. Um, I guess first I want to talk about the track a little bit. And uh, uh, the track, JT, was much tougher than Anaheim. I liked it. Uh, whoops were big. Three 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 claimed Josh Grant, which we'll get into a little bit more because if you listen closely, it's the sound of Phil Nicoletti coming in. Um, what do you think of it? Some sand? I thought it was good. Um, I like when the tracks are technical like that. Uh, it was sketchy, though. There was big crashes all day. Uh, a lot of the crashes in practice were the riders making mistakes on their own, and then as the racing, sh- it turned into racing, then it was a lot of crashes. There were just people landing on each other. Uh, honestly, a couple were pretty scary. So Sean Reinhardt, I believe. I think it was, Re- was it yes. Reinhardt? Yep. Yes. 
Uh, very scary crash. And I yeah, that was just on up. a normal triple, though, yeah. so but, can't really blame that. But. but he got up, walked off. Weston Pike, did you see that, Weege? No. You got to see the video of Weston Pike. No. Is that why he got – oh, I didn't even uh, – no. Didn't, when did this even happen? Um, in the main. And wow. He's – I mean, I think, yeah, only Weston could survive such a crash like that. Um, Did, was Jimmy, it enough for him to even care? Like he might have actually been like, okay, that one I cared about. What do you care, JT? I think it was impossible for him not to care about that one. That one looked like it hurt. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe he got up, like you said. Josh Grant, I saw the whole thing um, right from the start, and he, he got thrown into the face of the, the third one. Um, Jimmy Albertson ate crap pretty good. He actually got off pretty easy, though. He did, yeah. He could have yeah. been worse, no doubt. Um, yeah, it was, it was treacherous. Yeah, your Much- guy, Valentin Tele. Landed on a guy, my guy Chris Howell from Washington, pretty bad. If there's anyone who wants on the Tellier bandwagon, there's lots of room. Yes. I'm on it. Cheap tickets right now. I'm on it. I'm driving it. It's empty right it is, now. Yeah. Well, LeGrand is on it. Le- Le- Stefan LeBig, still on mm. it. Uh, no, I don't think no, so. I, I don't think it. so. He was actually kind of looking at you like you were a moron for Don't you just have to be on it because you're French? I think he was watching the bandwagon. But I don't think he was on it. See, like Cole Thompson. Like, oh, there it goes. Like he was waving at it like in a parade. Cole Thompson ah. Cole yeah. Thompson debuted, you know, the Canadian debuted for the Rockstar team, and it wasn't good. I'm still on Cole Thompson bandwagon, being a Canadian, you know? Very Dusty Cladish. Oh. Dusty. What about Dusty's Phoenix? Running forth, looking good, and J-Law just punts him. These colors don't run. He might have never been the same Dusty Clad ever after that punt. Because remember, he had burnt his back at A1. So he barely raced Phoenix. This is the only thing, only known to Canadians, by the way. No one else remembers. These, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, J-Law's the pride of America. Um, anyways, so, okay, so some big crashes. Um, bigger story from Phoenix, Weege. Um... Villapotos come from... 10. Why are you even going to ask me this question? What do you think my answer is? I don't even know what the question is, but I already know what it is, and I already know what the answer is. Brayton, for sure, Brayton was is the good. story. Brayton was good. That Monday morning meeting, lunch at JGR, Weege, you, are you going? Oh, yeah, I'll be going. Um, now, they normally do have Steve Hudson come in and do a, um, uh, a Bible study, but honestly, he could probably just stand there. What, what do they need to say at this point? I mean, this is the answer to all their prayers. I don't think that there's anything he could say to pump them up more than what has already transpired. He could probably just say, I'll leave you alone with your thoughts for 45 minutes. Go. <laughs> Brayden, and Brayden they was were good. high after the event on life. Like, I don't know if you guys went over to the truck I after did. the race, but it looked like someone had, like, crashed a hot air balloon full I- of, like, secondhand pot smoke into their pit. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was almost like all of them had taken a bunch of weed brownies and just <laughs> gone to town. Like, right. yes. Coy was, I was talking to, to Brayton and then talking to uh, Ulikowski and, and uh, Patty, Brayton's mechanic. Coy goes, hey, Mathis. And I look over and he's like, suck it. And I'm like, <laughs> like good job, Coy. I mean, sure, you know, you sure showed me. I, I, I don't, you know, obviously Coy and I are buddies, but they were in a really good mood. But. He's like, um, bench this. Yeah. Uh, Brayden was good at A1, quietly, JT. Uh, cool in the gang. Yeah. Uh, oh, celebrating. God. Yep. That is not sticking. Yeah. It's not working. The jet. 
The Jets good. Oh, yeah, cool in the gang because he's always celebrating. I like it. He made it through. Lonely. He, he passed Will Hahn and Kenny Roxon in the heat at A1. He did. To make it directly into the main, which none of us saw. And even Brayton's like, yeah, nobody really I did on the last lap. And uh, what do you get, sixth? Right? Yes. Sixth. So, like, yep. a, like right behind that heavy hitter name group. And here. And, and, and Weege, uh, he didn't just, like, he pulled away from Ryan Dungey for a bit. He led 12 or 13 laps. He made a run at Villapoto. Like, mm-hmm. this was – I know he got second on the Honda, what, twice? I know for – Yeah, third. And it was similar so. only because, you know, he even led a similar amount of laps, and it was Villapoto that eventually got him. But don't you but, feel this was different than the Honda days? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Because he – first of all, in Anaheim 1, I think the thing that was most impressive wasn't just the result, but you can kind of tell at the opener who is just trying to get through the opener and figure out where they're at and who's kind of got the jitters, and then who is just – riding as if it's a, a race in the middle of the year, and he seemed like that the whole day. You know, it just seemed like he was just riding another race, which is usually hard to do, I think, at the opener. And I think it was kind of the same thing here. He was just, if you had taken the number plates off and maybe the blue plastic so you didn't know what brand of motorcycle it was, if you didn't know anything about the sport, say, and you're watching it, at no point did it look like this guy has no business being in this pack. You know, it just looked like he was riding like, yeah, whatever, Filippoto tries to catch me, I'll try to get him back. Yeah, Dungey's behind me, whatever, I'll try to pull away. Oh, Barsha's here, well, he tries to get by me, I'll, I'll try to get back by him. He seemed so calm, as if to him he wasn't doing anything crazy. Everyone in the stands, I think mine was being blown when he went after Filippoto on the last lap. But that's what impressed me the most. He rode there, like they say, when you get there, you're supposed to act like you've been there before, and that's, that was kind of the difference. I feel those ones two years ago was more like, Ah, once Villapoto catches him, right. everybody knows where these two stand. It's over. And Brayton, who's always good in the whoops, was again solid in the whoops, JT. Uh, yeah, he's – I mean, that's always been a strong suit for him, but it was very apparent this weekend because they were tough and he was kind of in the limelight. So, obviously, every lap, all eyes were on him. And if there was one spot where he was going to make a run at Ryan, it was in that turn right mm-hmm. after the whoops. And talking to JB after the race, uh, and this is something I said to you, Weege, Villopoto's strength on, on Brayton was that flat turn. The flat turn on, oh, the, on yeah. the start Crushed straight. There. And, and, and Brayton admitted that. He said he was taking his time a little bit and going too, um, like, too kind of cautious, you know. And, uh, and, and, and Villopoto being Villopoto balls out. So, um, and again, Brayton, maybe this is, is this some, is this something, Weege? Is this, uh, is this the ball rolling? Well, Kind of what I alluded to before, I think in his mind it is. And yep. that's that's half the battle right there, right? Like, uh, right, no, not no, the no, most, no. Uh, I mean, it is in his mind, but do, what do you think? Uh, I, th- I think it's going to be a lot better than maybe we were expecting out of him coming into the year. I can mm-hmm. see him maybe mixing up with these guys on occasion. But I still don't know if you're going to see this uh, again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I obviously would think that would be awesome. I think right. that the track, for example, worked very well for him. You know, it had some obstacles. It was very technical. I think that that's more his strength. Um, I think the gnarlier, more technical the track you get, the closer he is to those guys. That's mm-hmm. kind of more his style. Yeah. So maybe the track lent itself. Beginning of the year or two, things get a little crazy. Some guys over-exceed expectations. Some guys are subpar, and it kind of averages out. I don't know if you're going to see him hanging with Villapoto for 20 laps consistently, but... It's definitely a sign that I think he's going to be a whole lot better than maybe we were thinking at the beginning of the year. Um, working with Nathan Ramsey now, too. 
he alluded to something cool there, which I never really thought about, which is just they're both kind of like underdog guys, you know? Like Ramsey was, I don't even, did he even have like an amateur career? I don't even know. And then kind of built himself up, kind of a late bloomer, and figured out a way to make it happen. And he said they kind of got some common ground there. And maybe that's the difference, because the hardest thing in anybody in Brayton's situation is, okay, everybody else you're battling with, Barsha, Dungy, Stewart, Reed, Philip Hodo, they've all won like a lot of races and titles in their time. So they have some reason in the back of their mind to feel like, I should be winning races. I know I can be the man. I was mm-hmm. raised to be the man. I've been told that my whole life. It's really hard to overcome that. And maybe that's the, the, the big benefit of working with a guy like Ramsey, because Ramsey, much like Brayton, was not supposed to be the guy, and he mm-hmm. kind of got himself into that level. So it's, it's working. He did, well, you talked to him after the race. He didn't seem – you didn't see him. The team was like, we said, high on life. Brayton just seemed like, yeah, whatever. This is where I should be every week. Yeah, yeah, he's a low-key guy that way. What do you think, right. JT? Is this is this the start of something? Is this the start of Sella Brayton? You know what? I'm not I'm not sure yet. I, I it, it was an incredible ride last yeah. night. Like I was very very impressed, but I'm hesitant to get too excited and then for him to struggle again next week because we've seen this in 2011. He came out and won the first heat race of the year solidly and. Then it was just kind of a struggle throughout the year. And then in 2012, you know, the the field was a little bit watered down, and you can detract from it all you want, but the facts are he got second twice and and was a podium guy all year. Then last year was kind of a letdown again. So last night was obviously an an incredible performance from him, and hopefully he can keep that going. But the the thing that's separating him from the guys like Villapoto and Dungy and Barsha and on and on is he's not there every single week doing that. So if he can continue to string these together, then yes, absolutely. He's, you know, that that's what he's capable of, but he's got to be able to find that speed and that intensity and that pace every week. Do you think Justin Brayton, and I think I know the answer to this as Justin Brayton, and we need to talk about Villapoto, by the way, we totally skipped him in the a one uh, podcast <laughs> and we'll get to him. Um, do you think Justin Brayton's ever beaten Ryan Dungey this badly? Just straight up. I don't think so. No, I don't Never mind so. Stu and Barsh and, and, and you know. This yeah, was, I don't this think was so. this was something this was a little bit of a milestone for the ten. Yeah, he uh he was he was a little bit less affected by the guys around him, I think, this time. Yeah. Um and I think honestly if if it wouldn't have been Ryan Villapoto, he could have made a, a really aggressive move in the turn with a few laps to go there. Mm-hmm. The last lap he didn't really have Enough, you know, he wasn't close yeah. enough. But a few laps before that, he really could have made a move there. So that's the problem um, for a guy like Brayton, who he's raced Villapoto plenty of times, but you're still dealing with a three-time in a row champion. It's that level of intimidation where he may have stolen his first race whenever if it hadn't been him, like Weege was alluding to earlier. Let's not forget, this is a rider, Justin Brayton, who once told us that when he first became pro, he would see – JT and think, I just wish to have a career like JT one day. This is yeah, straight I, out of it. Yeah. I mean, he was, yeah. yeah, he's made a strong, steady climb. And now to the here front. he is. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that was 10 years ago, but still. Just saying. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I lived it. I, I, I agree. Congratulations, Weege, on Jason Anderson's second win in a row and Brayton. A very big night for Jason Wygant. I think at this point, uh, it's time to let Anderson go. Time to let the bird spread its wings fly on its own. I did all I could. Mm-hmm. I brought him to this level personally. I did it. 
Um, but I think now, taught him everything I can teach him. He's a grown boy. He, he's, he's learned to crawl, walk, run, jump, uh, make block passes. So he's on his own. Catch guys but on the hope, yeah. hope I get thanked in his Hall of Fame speech. Um, all right, let's talk about Villapoto a little bit. It doesn't come much more straight up than passing every rider that you're battling <laughs> with, uh, except for Kenny Roxon, who was on the ground, but I don't think there's any doubt that he would have got that. Convincing stamp by Ryan Villapoto, Weech. Yeah, and it is kind of unfortunate this Brayton thing, I think, again, was just such a shocker. You know, I don't know what the folks watching on TV were thinking, but if you're in the building on that last lap when Brayton actually even was ducking to the inside, people were just couldn't believe what they were seeing, and that all did overshadow the fact that Villapoto really took all the idea of parity and anyone can win all this stuff that we have been thinking mm-hmm. and wiped it out at round two of the series. Second round. Yeah. Ouch. RV was good, JT. He is Ryan Villapoto, yeah. This is what we've come to see from him. On a, on a track where nobody was really coming to the front, he was the only one that was able to do it. Uh, I mean, he, he's not... You know, he hasn't won the championship three times in a row for yeah. no reason. Um, a little sketchy on that 3-3-3. Three, three, three. Uh, I mean, he had his one get off early in practice. No, but even in the main, his back end was kicking out. He yeah, had to I think it. everybody was, though. I think everybody was pushing. The The turn got so slippery. Mm-hmm. I, I just I think he's comfortable, too, pushing the edge when it's slip, slick as well. Um, you know, he made that big mistake on the 18th lap which allowed Brayton to close that gap mm-hmm. in. And that, that surprised me. Usually, you know, he kind of gapped Brayton, I think, a little bit, and Brayton didn't really give up. But he, I think he realized that kind of Bill Poto had it, and then he dropped into, I need just to, you know, I yeah. need to hold on to strong second here. And then Bill Poto made that big mistake. But, you know, typical Bill Poto form, he regrouped. And, you know, he, he's done this so many times now that I don't think he it, – it's really difficult to rattle him. So I'd really – and especially a guy like Brayton, I don't think Brayton – has the, you know, the the credibility in Villapoto's eyes to really rattle mm-hmm. him at this point. I think once he gets by Brayton, it's like, okay, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, go- I'm gone now. Weed, you went by the Cali truck to try to rattle him, and no go. Yeah, you could tell there was something uh, different from uh, from the previous week. I don't know if he was sick or whatever the heck it was, but, uh, yeah. man, he was talking trash and smiling ear to ear the whole time like he usually does. And that he was just in too good of a mood. Yeah, uh, you just knew he was going to be good when it came to race time. Yeah, he was good. Um, you guys want to touch on Stewart or Barsha next? I don't want to touch either one of them. Touch on. I don't want to do that either. Okay, we can talk about them. Okay, all right. Which one? Let's talk about Stu. I, I think the bar. Let's go with Barsha. Let's go with Barsha. I think that's more puzzling to me. What all the right. heck happened? I think I think Barsha's. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I thought he was going to win. That? I thought he was going to win. Does it? Yeah. You, did you talk to him? No. Did you no, talk he was to him? Out of there. Uh huh. It what was about very the, strange. Uh, what about the hair? I liked it. You did. Big improvement. No, I. I mean, I know he looked like a homeless guy before. Big improvement. But I prefer the homeless look to what I saw. Big improvement. Okay. Yep. Um. What was? I thought he was going to win. I really did too. You'd ask me. Four laps in, five yes. laps in. Who will when win this race? When he got second, yes. when he passed Dungy and put a hard block pass on him, okay, Barsha's going to win. Right. Villapoto was too far back. Yeah. Barsha seemed to have the same pace Villapoto had, and then I still don't know what happened. What? He really – I mean, I need to talk to the Dan at Honda, Dan at Honda, and, maybe, and find out, like, maybe maybe bike, maybe something happened. I don't know. That was unlike him. 
And JT, you said that six time has been dispatched. I don't know. I it it was a, the info I got was it was previously planned, so this wasn't oh, a knee wasn't, jerk reaction. It wasn't a nine one one. No, six time. Get to the jet. You know, it wasn't <laughs> the that. bat phone. Yeah, and, and he, he was already planning on going there anyway. But uh, yeah, I do know that he will be. You know, they're just basically continuing the relationship they've had. But that was, was weird, very though. Very strange. Yeah, I'd like to. I would like to get to the bottom of that for sure because it it wasn't. Something definitely happened, whether it was mentally, physically, mechanically, something went on because yeah. he went from I, – I, we need to look at his lap times because I guarantee you he dropped half a second to a second off his lap times in that, you know, after the, I don't know, fifth or sixth lap. Uh, I mean, there's he basically passed Stewart, and Stewart did, seemingly had nothing for him, and then all of a sudden Stewart caught him and passed him back, and that was it. So, not sure. Yeah, he was going for the lead. He and he and Brayton scrapped a little bit. He bumped into a tough block, and I thought, okay, maybe that's it. Maybe he bends the shifter. But if you look, he actually comes back, gets back into second, back around Dungey, and then loses it. He had like two more decent laps after the Brayton battle, and then the bottom just fell out. Barsha's, he didn't look aggressive at all. Barsha's fastest lap was his first one. So lap number two, though, the first first complete one. Then he rattled off. Uh, four fifty sixes, then a fifty nine three. So I don't know what happened. I don't remember. I think was that when he maybe with Roxon? Yeah, got hung maybe. up or something. Well, he yeah, he got in a cat and mouse there with right. Roxon. So fifty nine, and then he got to then he he dropped that to a fifty seven, and he only touched a fifty six a couple more times, but he was all fifty seven and fifty eight. Hmm. So his first one, two, three, four, four laps were by far his, his fourth. Well, I mean, which is what you can see on out on the track but bizarre bizarre race for uh, you know a guy that we thought i mean jt and i thought he was gonna win and um that wasn't uh, wasn't a good one for justin barsha but i guess jt if you're barsha that race sucked balls for you yes and you're fifth yeah i really feel like he it's the same as anaheim one that race sucked for him too and he was still fifth but it was a completely different fifth. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to jump to conclusions because I feel like he was easily good enough to win the race. I just don't know what happened. So I, I'm still really high on his chances of doing well this year. I would just kind of like a little insight on it, mm. which I guess is what we're supposed to provide. But I have nothing. <laughs> I went by the Honda <laughs> truck. It would look like it was all buttoned up. There was not much going on. Jimmy Button. Yep. Okay. Um. Phoenix is an odd race for uh, finding people out of the fact. It's because, JT, you might know better than us. Do a lot of people just drive there so they're just trying to haul five hours back immediately? Uh, I, think it's, I think it's a mixed bag a little bit. But certainly a lot of certainly there are those that do, yes. It oh. just seems like uh, as far as the pits being ghost town early, well, no riders around, no people to talk to, that, that's worse. And I've got to figure there's well, got to be a reason. Well, I, I think I'll – give you my two cents on it is the pit setup there's no tents there are no nothing so it goes very quickly uh the, uh, the cleanup and pack away is extremely fast so guys are just gone yeah i am um, i waited for cole see they want to talk to cole and never got a chance to talk to him again pissed to cole nope okay nope we've made up and um yes and then i uh, kind of missed a bunch of guys and zach osborne was waiting for me specifically because i give him shit about it so so he claims. That's the only lights guy that was around, 250 guy that was kind of around at that point. Um, oh, I think Jason Anderson was there, but, you know, he's the winner. So, um, James Stewart. 
Yeah. I weird race for him as well. I don't he, he claims he was sick, which has to be it, it it makes sense with how his day went. Um nothing spectacular, big crash, which, you know, you still claim is different. His his crashing technique was different, Steve claims. Uh but yeah, he Still? Oh, he claims that the way he was flipping through the air in his crash was different. Just something different. Just the the smell was different. Something was different. But he he rode as if he was sick. So I'm kind of riding the weekend off. Um, I didn't really know what to think of it, much like Barsha, until he explained that he would have been sick all week. So we'll see if we get old James Stewart at Anaheim, too. Outside of the crash... He was just sort of, and I, I mean this in a James Stewart way, an average James Stewart all weekend outside of that crash. Like, wasn't a lot of flash and dash. That section he crashed on, though, JT, like, he, you think he was just trying to cut it short and go on and off? And I think I think you could say that James Stewart typically is a lot of flash and dash and a lot of crash. Yeah. 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 I think that's James Stewart um, in a nutshell. Sure. sure. Can we talk about going to Fridays and – yeah, I've ever done that a strong move. In the middle of practice, John Knowles from Scott Goggles gets the idea to go to Fridays. I don't want to go. I'm against it. But we made it happen, and we went there, had a table-side seat to practice. I had nachos. JT had chicken fingers. Thanks, Weege. Weege bought. A we, bought. We, we, do, we do a Weege. That's for sure. Weege bought. I didn't have my wallet. Neither did J- JT goes, hey, Mathis, I don't have my wallet. Do you got me covered? I go, oh, yeah, I got you covered. And then I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I don't have my wallet either. <laughs> hey, Weech. <laughs> I need you to pay for me your wallet? plus I don't one. It. I don't like carrying my wallet around. Like, I'm very active, very busy. I don't want to carry my wallet really? around. Yeah. You would rather walk around and leave your wallet unattended. Yeah, I trust. I trust the, the I mean, I have mine locked box. away in the semi. Oh, do you? Yeah, so oh. mine's as safe as it can get I shouldn't get say this race, on a really. public podcast, but mine's just in a backpack. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll stop See that in the now. Room, everybody, next week. Right, right. I feel like I, I'm, I'm a Canadian. I trust everybody. I mean, mine or mine may or not may or may not be in a backpack, but it is locked in a semi. Right, you couldn't get to it. So. Okay, all right. Um, that was kind of neat, though. Going to Fridays, watching practice. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. What other stadiums have restaurants? The the Hard Rock is gone from Toronto. So, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Are you serious? Yeah. It's gone? Yeah. We could still have at the the Renaissance. Uh, the little bar there. Yeah, yeah, you could have that. We could do that. Uh, is there anything else? Who gets o- Oakland, there's like uh, some kind of homeless, you know, uh, they hand out food for the homeless. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get to, I think in, in the overflowing dugouts, the poop that's overflowing yes. in the dugouts, down there are free hot dogs. The fail, failing failing sewer systems. Yeah. Um. Okay, so here's the deal with Stu. So... I'm still on the bandwagon that Anaheim 1 was different, and it was a different, patient, steady stew, okay? This weekend was more like what the stew we've been seeing. That crash was weird. It was big. And did anybody else think it was weird when he just jogged off? That was weird. That, Weege, was, that was really weird. Weege, did you think that was a little strange? Yeah, that was a little strange. I don't know what trying to prove there. I don't get it. I don't get that either. I thought he was embarrassed because Lurch is no, like, "Oh no, Stewart down! No, it's, it's James Stewart." Blah, blah. I thought right. he was just like, "I don't want. I'm going to freak out if I have to hear this guy go off about this." I don't know. They changed his motor though after that, so he either bent the shift shaft or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you notice before he ran off, he spent like 
three minutes trying to get the bike in the neutral so we could start it, and yeah. it didn't happen. So I have to assume yeah. that that was the problem. Yeah. Um, uh, I talked to this guy, Greg, his uh, PR guy. Bad shock setting for that practice. Uh, yeah, you case a jump and going into a berm, that'll uh, I guess that qualifies. The shock will not. The shock setting is probably not going to handle that. Hmm. Um, and so, uh, I would love to hear the, uh, suspension guys take on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hey, a dear suspension guy, <laughs> we feel like your, your shock show engineers. Yes. We blame this on you. Right. Sincerely. Yes. James Stewart's <laughs> PR team. Um, uh, so, okay. So Anaheim, we saw a difference too, not according to you guys, but according to me, Phoenix, we saw. Kind of same old stew. I need a tiebreaker though before I'm w- before I'm willing to admit that I'm r- 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 wrong. I need a tiebreaker. <laughs> so we'll see. I would say that I'm two and zero. Okay, all right. I know you guys are you're on me about this theory. So, um, I think you're seeing uh like like I said beginning of the year. This is what you're going to see from James Stewart as he's older now, a couple times a year, you're going to see the old-school James Stewart who can run with anyone and win races, but a lot of times you're just not going to see that guy. You're just not. That's what happens when they get older. They don't lose top speed. He's still fast on occasion. He's just not the fastest guy 17 weekends. He will be the fastest weekends. He will be the fastest to be the time. There will be races like this where he just gets fourth or fifth, and you're like, how can this be? It's James Stewart. And then three weeks from now he'll win, and you'll be like, he's back. And then he'll have four more races where he just gets fourth or fifth. That's the way it goes. It's look. I get a lot of heat for bagging on Ryan Dungey here and there, and and I admit I've been a critic at times. But I want to get your two opinion, your two guys' opinion. JT, as a former racer, Barsha comes in on Dunge, gets him a little aggressively. Nice supercross block pass, you know. Comes underneath him. The next turn, and I've yet to watch this on TV. We, you did maybe, so maybe you can. Uh, Give us As we a, speak, okay. I'm trying to double double task here. Okay, I want to see Dunge come back in at Barsha, like, hey, hey, punk kid, you can't do that to me. But he doesn't. I really. He doesn't. He just. I really think he though, just go Barsha, go butterfly, go be a free butterfly. There has to be something said for the fact that there is. Nothing to be gained by getting into a takeout fest if you're going to win, try to win a title. Not a takeout, but a hey. You, oh, you think you're just going to come in and blast Barsha and that's no. going to be the end of it? Hey, a-hole, I'm here. Yeah, exactly. I and Barsha's going to be like, his hair is going to catch on fire and he's going to try to kill him. You can't do things like that if you're trying to win the title. I, that's, that's my opinion. If you are in this what? for a, the long haul 17 races, sometimes, and I'm sure Dungy hated it. And I'm sure he's pissed off. And if he ever gets the opportunity where it's not going to affect him moving forward, he would love to take him out or do whatever. But he knows that it is counterproductive to get into a slam fest where both of them go down and lose 10 or 15 points instead of two points. So he ended up beating Barsha. He got the last laugh. Uh, I just feel like he knows in the back of his mind that you have to sometimes be the bigger man and take the high road on stuff like that. Weege? Uh, yeah, I don't fully agree with that. Okay, in that particular instance, yes. There are, I think, calculated risks that Dungy says I'm not going to take. I have a certain suspicion. I'm not going to say who I heard this from. doesn't involve Dungy himself. Oh, no, 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 I've never heard this from Dungy personally. But I have a certain suspicion that there are certain riders 
that Dungey is like, you know what? I'm just not going to race this guy. I'm not going to deal with it. It's too risky to be side-by-side with shame, shame, schmoorful, because he can go wide open, he'll do anything he can to pass you, and he might knock you down. And it's just not worth the risk. I do think that Dungey weighs that out. He probably does think that with Barsha in that particular situation. That's fine. Long haul, he works out better. But when does he ever take the risk? There were, okay, those are calculated risks. He's calculated not to take them. But name me the time ever where there's a different rider, not Barsha, not Stewart, where Dungey's been like, whatever, dude, I'm the man. He blasted I'm Weimer. I'm making passes. I'm he, going to the front. San Diego 2012, he blasted Weimer into the hemisphere. All right, that's true. He did. He was pretty gnarly on Weimer. But in the whoops here, Filippoto comes inside of him, and Dungey hangs a right in a left-hand turn to let Villapoto mm-hmm. go by. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Go by. Go by. Mm-hmm. Brian Villapoto, who does not have a reputation for being, like, Villapoto's aggressive, but Villapoto's not Barsha. Villapoto's not Stewart. The, Ryan and Ryan have raced each other heads up, clean, plenty of times. It's, he doesn't have to worry about Villapoto coming in there and breaking his leg. Mm-hmm. Oh, St. Louis 2010. That was a weirdo circumstance. Dungey is battling Villapoto for the title. This is a critical moment. Mm-hmm. Villapoto, the guy you have to beat for the title, is going to pass you, and you say, I'm going to hang a right in a left-hand turn. Suck on that. I'm here. I mean business. <laughs> I'm letting you pass me. But if the guy has the line, there's nothing you can do. But, he's, but the moving over is the, I'm going to, I don't want to make this as difficult on you as, as I can. I want to try to make this easier yeah, on you. It's, it's like, ne- never mind, I'm going to make it hard. I'm actually going to make it easy. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, what does that say? Like, okay, let me I've ask heard, you. Like, basketball guys say this. Like, I've heard guys say, like, listen, if you have to guard Jordan or Kobe, you're like, listen, I know he's better than me. He's probably going to score. But I'm a professional, and my job is to try to make it as hard on him as I can. Try to make it difficult on him. That's all I can do is just try to make it difficult. Because he's the best in the world, and that's all I can do. Minneapolis Supercross I feel like 2013. doesn't try to make it difficult on guys. Minneapolis Supercross 20, 2013. Yeah, they, they, they battled. Yeah, Dungey came up past him. They went back and forth, and Dungey came out on top. That's, yeah, he won a straight-up race. I'm not saying he hasn't beaten yeah. Weimer. Yeah, I, just, no I, just, saying, I think that's a, a, not a I feel good like point. Your Weimer thing was a point, JT. Bink for you. The Weimer them, thing is a fair point. If he this was that, get dirty with Weimer, which if is this, cool. If this, was that, could do it. if this was that janky ESPN show, yeah. you would get ding, ding, yeah. ding. Yeah, for that. yeah right, I give right. you full credit. Yeah. He did blast Weimer several times that year to me. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Okay, uh, Weege, you, JT, you wouldn't know this, but Weege, uh, Roger DeCoster. Uh, terrific guy to deal with media-wise. Yeah. After the race, I waited for Roger. He was busy. He looked up at me. I looked at him. We said, hi, hello. I said, uh, how are you? He says, frustrated. I said, would you like to do an interview? No. Get me next week. That is the first time Roger DeCoster has ever, ever turned me down for an interview. So what was he frustrated at? Dean Ferris. Okay. All right, you got me there. I, you would get negative on that stupid show. They would take negative away from you. Um, it, it He has to be mad about Ryan Dungey, I would gather. Maybe Tedesco. Okay, all right. I give up. I give up. I need a new co-host. Um, no, I, I, I understand. 
But I also feel, in Dungey's defense a little bit, I, I really, really do understand what you guys are saying about Dungey, and he is too complacent at times, and on and on and on. It's the same thing he used to do with Reed, and Reed, I know personally that Reed felt like if Dungey was behind him, he he owned him in that situation because he knew what Dungey's passing tactics were, and he knew how to block him and hold him back there. It's the same thing okay. that Dungey's always struggled with, is not being aggressive enough when it's time to pass. And it's cost him many races. He, When he could have gotten to the front and gotten away, he hangs around and waits and waits and waits until someone gets up there and forces the issue, and then he makes the pass as well. Uh, I do feel sometimes, though, that Dungey knows kind of when he has it and when he doesn't. And, you know, like I said, Minneapolis last year, he felt like he had it. Uh, there are races where he's just feeling it, and he knows that he can go whatever the pace needs to be to win the race. He can go with whoever. I don't feel like he felt that last night. I think he felt decent, but not in any position where he could just blow by anyone. He he never really made a run on Brayton whatsoever. Uh, Barsha passed him fairly easily when he got to him. And then, you know, we don't know what happened with Barsha. I just don't think he felt that great in the main event. And he was just trying to hold on and make sure he was on the podium like he did end up. All right. Fair I, that, point. Yeah, I, point. No, no, and yeah. it will work out. It will work out. You know, ninety percent of the time, it does work in his favor. He did finish ahead of Barsha in this race. He did finish ahead of a lot of guys, and he finished ahead of a lot of guys in Anaheim. And he's won some titles this way. But at the same time, I I, I got to think that's what the cops are saying too. Like, okay, don't do it with Barsha. Don't do it with Stewart. But do it with somebody. Oh, without a doubt, I I completely agree with you. I, it's it's not a. It's not a revelation that Dungey needs to be more aggressive. I think I'm sure that Roger DeCoster has told Ryan this until he's blue in the face that he yeah. needs to step up his level of aggression. And the fact that he repeatedly doesn't do it has to drive him crazy. Ryan is not on pace to win many balls out awards. No. And I think he would, I think much to his delight. Okay. I'm just saying. Yes. He's trailing. He's in that category right now. Um, Roxon's race, the winner. Went down with Barsha. Did you see it on TV yet, Weege? Because we were blocked from it, our view. Uh, yeah, I did see it on TV, but I actually talked to Roxon after the race. Okay. He said straight up dirty by Barsha. Yes. And we'll be getting revenge. I was going to say, Instagram, Kenny let his feelings known, and all of Kenny's 17-year-old girls all over the world will rain down hate on Barsha. <laughs> um, <laughs> w- how was he the- has an army. It is impressive to have that kind of power over people. We've We've all been... In the firing line at this point with Kenny, it is no, no. Amazing. I'm good. No, no. I'm good. JT has been, and you have been. I'm. Me and Kenny are cool. Oh, but I'm not sure if I was personally, but Racer X sure was with the broken arm or broken arm gate. Um, was the how bad was the move? I need to see it, but mm, I think it was pretty bad. And oh, okay, obviously right. you're gonna you're gonna come in prejudice because it is Barsha. It's not like wait a minute, you really think Bar? Oh uh, yeah, he probably did. Freeze. Freeze did that? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Right. I'm, gonna, I'm watching it right now. Oh, it's so bad. They go down the start straight. Barsha looks over, locks up the brakes, and pretty much, I mean, there's a chance that he was maybe just trying to get to the inside, but once you look at a guy and then slam on the brakes, yeah. it's going to be hard to claim your incident. Well, like JT says, though, about Barsha, he owns that. He owns that kind of stuff. He just goes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I really do hope, you know, Roxon's claiming revenge, and I can't wait. I hope they just get after it because, <laughs> obviously, just like we talked about, Dungy and those guys aren't going to do it. So it's it's great for us as long as I don't have to, you know. 
JT, my face doesn't hit the dirt. JT, can we get a Chad Reed update? Not good. I haven't spoken with him. I... Very, uh, very uh, bad follow-up. It's like, that's basically like Jaws 2. That's basically what he did. He came out of the gate, and it was great, and it was exciting, and the shark ate people, and it was amazing. And he came out of Phoenix, and the shark was eating a power pole. It was and, rough, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he rode he rode well in his heat. He did. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, practice wasn't great. The no. heat was much better. And then the main event, he was in the back early. And I don't know if he got caught up with anyone. I don't know if he like, – Damn, it took him a long time yeah, to get going. Yeah, he just never – he didn't have that charge in him. And I'm sure he wasn't happy with it. Uh, I haven't spoken with him yet. I'm sure the last thing he wants to do is hear from me right now. So, right. Um, yeah, I'll talk to him later this week when he, you know, calmed down and looks forward to next weekend a little bit. But, mm. and, you know, it's one of those things. Unfortunately, uh, I don't think it's a telltale sign of how the year is going to go. But at the same time, you have to put yourself in a good position. Um, you know, we've only seen really Ryan Villapoto be able to come to the front. So he's just going to have to get better starts than that is what it comes down to. Um, Will Hahn, 18th uh, off the start, maybe even further back to 10th. Good ride for Will Hahn. Getting the whole shot leader, Matt Moss. Uh, yeah, I mean, he all shot it all night. Yeah. Uh, pretty impressive. I know you're not a Matt Moss fan. Um, oh, really? I'm, I got nothing against Matt Moss. You are a heavy critic of Matt Moss. Did he? Oh, I'm sorry. Weej, did you miss that part where Matt Moss... Was a factory Suzuki rider and did anything? I just stated this facts. is only this is only more evidence that it is not the same Matt Moss. Matt Moss, 2010, whatever he got 12th last week, he wouldn't have gotten 12th this week. What he pulled off, no way. 2010 Matt Moss was doing this. Yeah, good job for Matt Moss. Heavy critic. Who had Matt Moss in the top Aussie uh, poll because uh, he wasn't the top Aussie. Re got him with like nice try though. No, re got him with like two laps left. You were looking good until then. It was uh, it was a good battle. Jeez, I bet you Reed was. Could see the 102 and was going, what? He's just fuming, I bet. Just like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Matt Moss is beating me. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it's, and you know, I, I think back to like 2009 when Jake Moss was running up front and outdoors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. Uh, oh, those were good times. Those were good times. Uh, <laughs> never and, seen a person loop out on We had Moss and Bopping and Matt Moss battling for the lead. And who did Jake Moss fill in for quickly? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, and injured Tim Ferry. Oh, and yeah, injured that's Tim right. Ferry. A broken heeled Tim Ferry. Um, thanks, John Knowles. Uh, Andrew Short. <laughs> Good ride. Yeah, he was solid. That are you? Very, you look very surprised. Happy. Were you? No, very happy with how he rode. Yes. Uh, semi was great. I felt that him and Roxon are obviously very tight. So I don't know if Roxon could have got by him or not. But I don't feel like Roxon even pushed the issue. Whatsoever. I felt that was weird too. Like a I don't little think bit he like... gave it to him, but. He was going to take it if it was there, and if not, he yeah. was just going to stay there. Kenny was like, ah, go ahead, Andrew. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. I just right. think he he was going, and if Andrew opened the door, he would have taken it, but he wasn't going to put themselves in any kind of – they were going to jeopardize their position or take a chance on either of them crashing. Um, but Andrew looked great. His lap times were actually really, really good in that semi, so I don't think Ken was waiting on him by any means. Mm-hmm. They rode away from everybody else. And then in the main event, he was sixth forever. Uh, you know, Roxon went down with that Barsha thing, and then Kenny got him right at the end again. So um, solid effort, definitely a huge improvement over Anaheim 1. So I was excited. That's uh, the kind of rides that they're looking for out of him. Uh, Nick Way had a good race after not making the main. 
Almost got the whole I was shot. Pumped for him. That yeah, was good. That, that was, was good. I think we were all a little nervous. What did he get? Eighth in the LCQ last week? Yeah, it wasn't good. Well, yeah. he crashed every time he was out there. Yeah. I, I think we were all pretty worried, like, oh, man, is this the way it's going to go? Not but, me. Uh, I bet no, on he him. turned it around. This is solid. Not me. I took a bet on him. Fantasy super you bet on him going into the race. Yes. Before, when we were at TGI Fridays. Oh, yes, the bet. Yes. You tell the people what uh, the bet is. Not with Those who, odds but. were so low. I still would have taken that bet. Ten also, mains. If he qualifies for ten mains, I win the bet. I thought it was six. I thought it was six. No, no, that's that was a pre-existing bet, but I couldn't get those odds. You couldn't get nah. six? Okay, so yeah. your bookie was working was hard. Sh- but sharp right, money had come right, in right, right, on the right, other right. side. Right, right. So you took the ten. So you still took the ten. Uh, hey, uh, speaking of a little bit of Andrew Short, I was impressed that he was he did that 3-3-3, three, 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 and it was gnarly, and Andrew's old, and man. No worries. He nailed that Kinda thing. Dialed. Like, seriously. Yeah. You know how guys would clip, and they'd, ba- they'd back out, and I don't blame them, but lots of guys, Andrew's caliper – caliber or lower would clip yeah and that's it they're backing out shorty i never saw it man the guy yeah, nailed you it. have to remember though this is a guy that won a race a year and a half ago you hey know hey come on it's three 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 i'm just saying this right. is a guy that won a race less than two years ago we're not that far removed from him being a you know a legit guy right. where we're like yeah andrew should be in the top five here okay. every okay. time so okay, Moser. i think no I, I really feel that way that He's getting older, yes, and he may have dropped down the pecking order a little bit, but the ability, that guy still, he has a ton of podiums. He's, mm-hmm. he's won a race. This guy was on Factory Honda for years and years and years. He didn't forget how to ride. He didn't forget all the techniques and everything. So I, I have to sometimes catch myself because I'm like, oh, Andrew jumped that section. But, of course, he jumped that section. This guy was – I still feel he's underrated. Yeah. The, the dudes on the message boards, ah, give his ride away. Yeah, no, that's He's what never going to win. Yeah, this guy like, is a quality level guy. So I, I think we have to keep that in mind when we're, we get excited about a seventh. If this was two years ago. How old is he, 30? I think 30? 30, yeah. If this was three, two or three years ago, he would be pissed off at seventh. So yeah. you have to keep that all that in mind. And, and obviously he is aging, but he's still a great, great rider. BTOsports.com, nation's leading worldwide uh, uh, dealer for all dirt bike gear, parts, accessories, or clothing. If you haven't heard of them, check them out, BTOsports.com. You can save money um, using the code PULPAMEX at BTOsports.com. If you're from Australia or from Europe or some other weird country, uh, make sure you check out the pricing. Uh, some of the competitors to BTO don't exactly offer the correct pricing, and you'll end up paying more if you don't get from BTOsports.com. So, Thanks to those guys for the show. And uh, Fox Racing, global innovation leader for motocross racewear. Check out the 2014 products, including Instinct Boot, V4 Helmet, Airspace Performance Goggle, 360 racewear to fit adult and youth riders alike. Official gear of uh, Ryan Dungey and uh, Ken Roxon and many other guys. Check out foxhead.com. So thanks to those guys for coming on the podcast. Um, picking it back up, JT, you would like to say something about Vince Freeze. As much as it pains me to say this, um, <laughs> he was in a situation where he was in sixth place in the, the semi. Floor, the floor is yours right now. <laughs> he was in sixth place in the semi. Kyle Partridge was in fifth. And they were battling really closely for that last spot, the last lap or two. And Partridge was making it. He was basically begging Vince Freeze to retaliate. Uh, Partridge ran him wide, was kind of slowing down, checking up everywhere to block Freeze. Got pretty aggressive with him at least twice that I saw. They made contact, and Freeze did not retaliate. Um, I just felt like we, if I'm going to be that hard on Vince for his mistakes, 
I have to give him a little bit of credit where it's due as well. He didn't do anything dirty. He tried to pass him cleanly. Didn't make it happen. He sucked it up, accepted it. You know, he did everything you could possibly do without taking Partridge out, which he would have done in his first his first opening. He would have taken Partridge out immediately. So mm-hmm. uh, came back, won the LCQ, rode great, whatever. So I just felt like he deserved a little bit of credit, as much heat as he takes. He he didn't go down that road. So uh, unless he had a rough night, Burner still got the keys, though. I talked a little bit more about Burner. I talked to Burner a little more at the at the race. On Is there an extra set of keys, though? I, I'm I'm a little bit worried that there's like a, a hide a key. Yeah, you know that yeah. that Tony can like, like grab in between down on Mike's the line. butt cheeks or something. There's a little pocket. Yeah, and a magnetic, and and Tony can get in there and pop the key open. Yeah, that's a little weird, but well, I'm just saying. Hey, feel, yeah, you know, you hide the hide a key. So where, I'm trying to think, where would you hide? Yeah, it? I'm sure Burner's like you know frisked frisked him for this hide a key right, as right. well. Uh, he did have a bit, bit of a transmission issue in the main event, but it still wasn't going that well for, for the 800. Not as good as we saw in Anaheim. I think but the whoops were tough for him. I thought he was still okay. Uh, he was fine. Yeah, he was. He was fine, but it's still his weakness. Whether yeah. the bike setup is better or not, he's right. if he has one weakness on the track, it's that. In talking to Burner, I think he's being nice. And Burner and I go a long way back. We're good friends. I still think he was being nice on how bad Mike's setup was. When he got there, motorcycle-wise. I'm not being nice. It sucked. No, it but I'm saying Burner was being nice to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he doesn't want to throw those guys No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Mike Gosser told me that uh, Mike Alessi was maybe the worst test rider he'd ever work with. He had, had good things to say about Mike. Other right, than that, just right. happened to say that. And I think Burner was underplaying it. On You know, Burner got on the bike and was like, what are you doing? What mm-hmm. are you doing? Yeah. And it's bad. Right. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's obviously in a good place now. He's um, you know qualifying out of the heat races and stuff like that. Weege, uh, Nick Schmidt has noticed the hair comment. I, I made a couple yeah. comments about his hair. He, he apparently listens to the Public Mech show on Monday nights. Fantastic. And Nick, Nick Schmidt made the main again. Yeah, he did. The magic was there. He put himself in the right position. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, uh, Mathis, I believe you you might adopt him as one of your canary filthy fill types. No, no. Not there yet. What kind of gear does Nick Schmidt wear, Mathis? Fly racing. That's correct. Um, can we talk about Josh Grant? Uh, who had two races for the Nicoletti filling in pole? You. No, I didn't have two. Do you think Nicoletti fills in? Weege? Do you, it's, did you... uh, it's, it's not known yet. I was talking to the guys this morning at the airport. They, Phil's going to test this week. Uh, they're thinking about it. But uh, Grant has to have an MRI and see. But... Regardless of whether he races or not, we'll never know. The only person that knows this for sure is Josh Grant himself. But I've got to wonder. Grant was out. He was done. He did not go into either of the time practices. He was not going to race. And lo and behold, he chooses to put the gear back on a couple hours later, suit up, yeah. and try to ride. He went out for but, opening ceremonies to see if he could ride the bike. I think there, there's a reason for that extra effort. But, okay, JT. Steve. Do you... You're banged up. Your shoulder's jacked up. You took a hard crash. Is opening ceremonies going to tell you whether you can ride or not? Sure. Yeah, you get to go around. You get to actually get all your gear on, go out, okay. on, literally go onto the track and see. But you're not jumping anything. No, you're not doing anything. You're riding on concrete. And on that track, we all saw how demanding that track was. If there's any kind of weakness or pain or any limitation at all, you pretty much have to pack it in because that track was incredibly demanding, I felt. The rhythm sections, the whoops were really tough. Right. Going, if you were going to do anything, you had to go 3-3-3, basically just to qualify. So 
I think if he felt like he couldn't hold on just on, on opening ceremonies, there's no way he could race. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't like that move. So what, what was the downside of that move? G- give me a downside. Uh, the mechanic having to get the bike ready. He's going to have to do that anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was tough. I'm sure, I'm sure Ben was pissed so, that he had to, Nicola- I to do my job here. I, want, I, want, I don't want you to see if you can race or not because I have to, I'm going to have to work on the bike then. Nicoletti, man, if Nicoletti jumps in this weekend, busts out a 10 to 12, Corey Gibbs has that Innovator Award on lock. <laughs> on lockdown. Do you think that Phil is excited or pissed because he hates California <laughs> right. so much? I don't know. Yeah. Tough good call. point. BTOsports.com, RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Hey, I want to talk about privateers and what they choose for suspension. Yeah, that's right. Some of the top privateers, most of the top privateers out there, choose Racetech. Long been supporting the world's fastest privateer since 1984. Michael Lieb, Vince Freeze, Chris Blose, Cody Gilmore, and many other guys uh, choose uh, Racetech suspension, and they've been around a long time, and their, their work stands for itself. Don't forget, people. At least uh, change your oil in your new bike. Use Racetech to do it. Some of that stock oil isn't that good. Uh, Racetech's the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. 30 years they've been supplying racers, riders, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. Paul Thee, the owner of Racetech, one of the smartest guys out there, and uh, the creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Race tech. Go there. Make your bike handle better. Do it. Racetech.com. Thanks for listening. JT, I'd been hearing a lot about Hill. Anaheim wasn't good um, for him. At least I didn't feel like he had a bike problem. Chased around Matt Moss. He said he told me on Saturday he did not chase around Matt Moss. It was nothing to do with his race. He had a bike problem to perform some retired. This week he doesn't qualify. And he just didn't like move didn't forward. Like, yeah, he didn't look good all day. Was he sick? Is that I mean I, you talked to him, not me. And he seemed very angry. I did too. Seemed he sick of you. Yeah. He was sick of you. He was sick of me. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I look, I could it, I could write that Josh Hill rescued a bunch of puppies from a burning building, and he's gonna he's gonna hate me. So he struggled. It it wasn't good. Yeah. Uh he came really close. He was trying to catch uh, Chris Blos for the last spot and the last chance. Chris Blos, who told me he'd ridden eight times since the Monster Cup. Yeah, and I mean he he did come close, but yeah, yeah, his starts were terrible. And also too terrible on a tricky track that Hill has. Hill has great skills, but Blos Blos at Phoenix is really really good. JT, so. when we were eating at Friday's nachos and chicken fingers, you were on the Blos's bandwagon. Yeah, I just like, I've right seen away. him ride there too right. too many times too fast. He just feels comfortable there. He's obviously from there. Right. So that it's like, you know, if you go to Manitoba. Go to race in Florida where I feel yeah. comfortable on the dirt. You just ride. Go to Hard Rock and try to beat JT. Absolutely. Line up at Hard Rock. Bring it. Bring it. Yep. Line up at Altona and see you know, try to race me. I don't know what that is. Try to race me at Altona. Is that Altoona? Is that nope. in Pennsylvania? Nope. Okay. Cernic. 
It's turn next round. Where, I, cl- where I clinched one of my Manitoba titles. I heard that you got 10th and 95 in the series. <laughs> um, Any truth to that? All right, let's move to 250s. <laughs> hey, this, we did this perfectly. You know who we did not mention at all? Now that Brayton is actually making some noise, someone didn't get mentioned at all. Hill's teammate, Brock Tickle, who had another pretty good, pretty good weekend. Brock Tickle in practice was feisty in practice. He was. I sat next to his mechanic on my fight today. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, wait, I was there. I was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's pandemonium in here. Uh, Yeah, I sat next to Berluti. Talked to him quite a bit. Um, You did? Yeah, he was was happy with Brock. Yeah. you know, we talked about the, RC, the RCH testing and Ricky being involved and, not, you know, basically where they're at with the bike. And, uh, you know, I think he's he's happy with Brock, but the, the starts are the starts are a big a big deal over there. Brock, since that San Diego, let's just call it an episode instead of a tragedy. <laughs> uh, Brock has not won any part of that. No, no. I, I'm out. Yeah. Go ahead. Very gun shy. Yes. Go ahead, everybody. Yeah. I am still uh, – he's probably still peeling off. Like bugs and stuff off his goggles from there. That. There like, are not many things that I agree with Vilman on, but his theory of get a bad start and work <laughs> up to sixth is much better than getting the whole shot and working back to sixth. Yeah, people think you're a hero yep. instead no, of a failure. Vilman had that dial as a factory oh, yeah. Yamaha rider yeah. later later on. Um, but Tickle was busting out that three three three. His lap times were good. He was up there. He was aggressive. It was maybe a little different. You know, I don't ever really see his wife. It's his wife, right? He's married. Yes. I don't really ever see his wife, but I saw her uh, after practice, and I said, your husband's spicy today. <laughs> did you really use spicy? I did. Nice. I said spicy. I like it. She's like, huh? Then I told Brittany Chisholm she dresses horribly. So. Yeah. Um, did, it, did you send her a vlog about it? 50s. In the main. Uh, uh, he did the main. Uh, uh, he cried. Bad start. He spun off the gate. And then he got into it with Tickle. Nothing bad, but he made a mistake, tried to check up, and all of a sudden, like, did you see it? Same turn he as like, Barsha Dungeon. Yeah, he went like, rah. Yeah, I did, did, yeah, yeah, it was a little weird. Um, 250s. Let's just stop now, insert the A1 podcast, because it was the same race. It was, exactly. Right. Yeah. And everything went the same. So it was the top four. Incredible. Yeah, it was a mirror image of the first race. Weege, if you're Dean Wilson... How worried are you? Dude, this is a problem. That's the only thing that isn't a mirror image. At least he had a bigger excuse at Anaheim 1. This one, I don't even know. I mean, it looked like all day. I, did all three of us pick him to win the race before the race? Well, he, we all, yeah, maybe. I he, think all three of us did. He won his it heat. seemed like he was coming out to make a statement. He was healed up. He was good to go. He was going for it in practice. And, uh, you know, when you come in ready and it doesn't happen, it's a big difference. So that one's got to hurt. JT claims nothing to worry about. 4-4 is fine. Uh, Lots of time left. Uh, Looking good. Um, No problems. Well, let's not go that far. But I'm not freaking out like you guys are. Your your words were, oh, boy, it's time to panic. Yeah. Yeah. This is a five-alarm fire. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, If he went, if he DNF'd. Both weekends or DNF one of the weekends, championship-wise, it's time to panic. This is a 4-4 on paper. On, in That's real, all that matters. In real life, That's this is a 14-14. No. Going backwards, both main events, uh, not close to the leaders. Um, 
I don't know what else you want. Like we went third to fourth, both main events. I know. Okay, but I don't agree with you. It's definitely not a fourteen fourteen in any way, shape, it's or form. Bad. That's, that's preposterous. But he's fourteen points. Speaking of fourteen, he's fourteen points down on the leader. He is. The upside is okay. Anaheim one was bad all the way around. Heat race was bad. Uh, main event was bad. Practice was bad. This week practice was good. Heat race was good. Main event was okay for a bit, then bad. So you can all, all you can do is try to figure out what's going on in those main events and work on that. His speed is fine, which is everyone knows is the hardest thing to get. So I'm not really ready to write off anything. Uh, I think all of the key, key components are there. He just needs to put the pieces together and make it happen. I, I really, really don't think it's as bad as you guys are making out. It's not good. Don't get me wrong. No one was happy. You know, I'm friends with Dean. No one that he knows or his family or his mechanic or his team or him were happy about Rhino? this. Think he's pumped. I doubt that Rhino is probably charging life, but I don't think <laughs> he was happy about the situation. So I just don't. Does Dean wear a bear trap? Uh, I think his hips are unlocked. But I don't know anything about a bear trap. No, but the the neck brace. They're bear traps. <laughs> no. He Does doesn't. Dean wear one? I don't think so. He did. I think he used to. Yeah, then he took think, it off. No, okay. he doesn't. All right. No. So no bear trap. No. But I, I just think that it's not great, but just sort it out. There's all you can do is try to figure things out and well, move forward. Well, of course, JT, all you can do. I mean, but what do you want him to do? We're not Quit? suggesting Dean Wilson retire from the series. But but what are your what are you suggesting he do? Panic. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna Panic. solve that's gonna solve <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Run around yeah. screaming. Yes, this is over. Call the like, cops. Call, call yeah. Whatever you got to do. Yeah. Get a get a helicopter. You know, help me, Oprah Winfrey. Fly in. Help me, Tom Cruise. Yeah. I mean, I, okay, okay, all right. Weege, does Dean Wilson win this title? The points I don't think even matters. Does Dean Wilson win this title? He is. Does he win the huh? title? Does he win the title? No, I don't, he's not the favorite right now. Does he win the title? No. No, yes or no? That's, that's not a fair <laughs> question to ask. Yes, it is. That's not a fair question to ask. Like, I, I said in our preseason waffle, podcast waffle, that waffle, I, would, waffle, waffle. I would put Sealy right there with Wilson. I will still do it. I will still say, if you want me to have odds who I think is most likely to win the title, I will still say Sealy. Wilson's half Canadian, and I like Dino. But there's a big difference. He's a good between, dude. But he's not winning no, this title. Like, He's not, not impos- is he really not half Canadian? To win it. It's not impossible. I don't think he's half Canadian. Oh, he's not impossible to win it? Thank you. It's also not impossible for me to make the Olympic team. Thank you. You're putting it at that level. Wow. You're putting Dean's chances of winning this title along with you making the Olympic team. Let's just say for the Americans, since you probably wouldn't not, even be eligible. Okay, not level. the 2014 Olympics, 2018. Summers. Well, winter's more your style, though, isn't it? True. Speed skating, 2018. I could do it. You get yourself I rolling do it. on a bobsled. Great, I, great things are going to happen. Here's the point. I could. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here, here's the point. I can do it. Okay, and Dean can win oh, this really? title. Okay, okay, you can do it. Sorry, but, but that was not. <laughs> the point Alden, is, Alden was speechless when you asked him how long it would take for you to get in shape to win a Supercross. Yeah, no, I he laughed. It. No, he laughed. I, he wasn't I, speechless. I feel similarly about your chances at gold. He wasn't <laughs> speechless. He laughed. Um, this is not okay. All right, let's move on. I don't. We can't. Yeah. I understand I your point. Say, I do want to remind everybody that if you look at each of these two fifty titles the last couple of years, there ends up being a disastrous race for everyone. So points wise, 
plenty of opportunity. I mean, dude, look at last year. Roxanne and Tomac are about as good as you can get as riders. And they both blew huge piles of points. So Tomac missed the main event. He got the opportunity to come back points-wise. But the fact that he, I mean, Anderson and Sealy pretty much put it to him every lap of the main event these first two weeks. That's not good. What about Zacco? Caught and passed him. I don't feel like anyone's disagreeing that it was bad. But panicking is going to help nothing, is all I'm saying. There are the, all the key components for him to win races and get back in this points chase are there. So what else can you do but try to put, you know, figure out what's wrong, diagnose right. the problem, and solve it. Okay, let's move on. Please. Anderson Seeley. It happened again. JT, what do you see from Anderson that's allowing him to do this? I really think that it's more Seeley giving him the opportunity late in the race. I don't think he that Anderson's even close enough until one or two laps to go. Uh, Seeley has made – this weekend he made a big mistake. And the weekend before, I think he was just – he got a little bit too complacent towards on that last lap. Um, so I don't think it's so much Anderson has been – doing anything other than capitalizing on the, on the opportunity that's been presented to him. Seeley has obviously... So Seeley's thrown these away in yeah, your eyes Seeley, more than I, Anderson has taken Yeah, them. I think Seeley just got a bit complacent, let Anderson get too close at Anaheim, and then this weekend, I think that Anaheim was in his head going into those last couple laps. He's like, I can't you do this. So? I can't you do really this. think oh, so? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. 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 I really feel like he's like, this can't happen again. That took his concentration away just a touch enough to allow him a mistake. Anderson basically rode that momentum of he's he's panicking, you know, he's he's that's in his head again. Here I go, here's my opportunity, and that's how it played out. Hmm. It's something else. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Like two races in a row, the exact same race, uh last lap. Um and then Seeley doesn't make the triple, so he can't really regroup. Like i if Seeley would have jumped the triple. It might have been hell's bells that next. And I think he pushed too hard in the turn. Like, he got yeah. impatient. And but, then that, you know, he, yeah. he spun so bad that he couldn't do the triple. But it's... Boy, uh, Weege, Anderson is strong lap time-wise. Like, Celia yeah. was faster. Celia had the better time. But Anderson was just consistent, consistently fast. I think after what happened at Anaheim 1, uh, that's just such a huge boost of confidence. I mean, I've got to figure that. He did start ahead of Seeley again, and Seeley got around him again. And I think, you know, he, he knew exactly what happened seven days ago, and that, that was all he needed to say, like, well, I know that I can stay with this guy, and I know that I can make this happen. Probably just that difference of not, I don't want to use the panic button, the panic word again. That Everybody was, should panic. Everyone panic. Yeah, I don't want to even get you going. <laughs> but I think it's just the fact that I've got to think that, you know, two, three laps to go, time's running out, the guy's got a second or two on you, that's usually probably pretty nerve-wracking. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get him. In this case, he was probably feeling pretty good about his chances, and that was probably a big difference. You know, looking at this at this final results, I'm surprised that maybe you guys aren't, but Zach Osborne, who I felt like had a good race, had some poor opening laps, got Pat Dean, got into third. Do you know how many seconds back he was with those guys? Which one, Zach or Dean? Zach was how many seconds back of those leaders were? I'm gonna guess seventeen. What'd you guess, Weege? Uh, nine. I uh, try try twenty seven. Wow. Right. What? Yes. Wow. But I but Zach did drop off a lot. What was Zach's last lap time? I don't know. 
Okay, well, he he slowed considerably the but last Dean lap. Dean was closer. No, no, absolutely. Dean not. was way yes. back. Yep. Zach didn't do the triple, triple, triple the last lap. There was a he, so he probably lost a good three or four seconds okay. just in the last lap. I just thought he was closer than even if you give him those three or four. They were way back. He's still pretty far yeah, back. Yeah, they were way back. Further back than I would. By the time Zach got around Dean, the other two were gone. So, all right. I mean, it's surprising. Okay, but so okay, all right. I like we like to play this game. So pretend there's a pie. And we all like pie. Yeah, pie's good. Pie's good. Tenders a pie. Uh, Pookie pie? JT. Give me a pie chart of title chances between the four guys, top four guys. Like who, right now. Anderson has how much of the pie? And we got to do the math to make it 100. So. Okay. I'm going to go with Anderson, and S- Anderson 35. Uh, Seeley, 30. Uh, Osborne, 20, and Wilson, 15. I'm going Anderson, 40. Okay. Seeley, 30. Okay. Osborne, 20. Mm-hmm. Dean, 10. That's yeah. easy math. For We're me. really close. All right. Yeah. Weege, what do you got? Pie. I think I'm going to make the same. I'll, put, I'll give Seeley 40. I'm going to go 30 for Anderson. What do I got left? 30. Okay, how many scoops of ice cream do you have on this pie? Yeah, so I'll go uh, 15 and 15 for Zach and, uh, and Dean. Okay. So it's the only not- difference is I'm still, I'm still putting my odds on Sealy. I still think it's really just going to come down to who's going to make more massive mistakes, such as all of a sudden losing the ability to ride through whoops or losing the ability to qualify for main events. Like <laughs> anything can happen, anything, and it does. Um, Sealy is going to come back and win Anaheim too. That's my prediction. Thank you, I was, Ryan Secret. I, I, would, I really think that. I think Anna, I think Seeley is incredibly good at Anaheim, always has been. Mm-hmm. He will come back and win this weekend. I was, uh, I was told over at the Troy Lee truck that if you had told Cole Seeley that he would go 2-2 at the opening rounds, he would take that. It's a fair assumption. Is that sunny side up looking, I guess? Yeah, right? I, I think he wouldn't be more, doing backflips through the pits more about food it, talk, but side up. that's yeah. a strong opening round, and, the, and um, the, the 250 class is usually so inconsistent that, of course, you would take that. McElrath's move on Webb was kind of a bummer. I felt like, good job for McElrath, because you got to get up there to know what the leaders are doing, and you learn, but he was holding everyone up and letting the other guys get away, and then his move on Webb, like, I don't know what he was doing there. A bummer, because Webb was on fire. Webb was looking good. So, I guess you got to learn if you're McElrath, but I didn't like the move. So you you don't want guys to be guys to be, yes. or you do. Wait, he was on the outside. Yeah, I thought Webb yeah, but, took him out anyway. No, McElrath cut down, stopped and cut down. From what I remember, I need to watch again. On Pretty TV, sure but, Webb went to the inside aggressively, yeah. and then they both crashed. But Webb was up high, and then all of a sudden stopped and went drove down on the berm, and Webb was there. We'll watch it's hard out. to take somebody out from the outside. McElrath yeah. did it. It's hard to do. Uh, McElrath did it. I Congratulations. So. I don't think so. Can we talk about <laughs> Irv Braun? Just... I, don't I don't like McElrath's move. He was on the outside. <laughs> I, don't like Macar- I don't like McElrath's move. No way. Um, can we talk about Irv Braun just saying McGrath? Just... He did not. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Can we talk about he how called, – He called Justin Hill Josh Hill many times. That's almost excusable. It is, but it, it, when you're already got – 17 strikes against you, you got to be out of there at some point. Okay, when you're Irv Braun and Dean Ferris says Marietta, California. Yep. 
Now, okay, he didn't know who Lawson Bopping was. We'll give him that. Give him excusable. Matt excusable. Moss. Excusable, I think. Matt Moss. Yes. We're talking about Irv Braun. Matt Moss. When Red Bull KTM has a major signing a month out of Supercross of the guy who was the Motocross the Nation's hero, from Australia, the Nation's hero, from Australia. Not Matt Moss's first season. No, I'm saying Dean Ferris. Yeah, I know, but Matt Moss was factory Suzuki in 2010, JDR KTM. The, Irv would never know that. He's the Supercross announcer. You think Matt Moss is worse than Dean Ferris? What I'm trying to make a point about, uh, like, not knowing Dean Ferris? I think they're both bad, but probably just because the number of races he's done here. Weege? I think the profile, I know what you're getting at, this. The profile of Dean Ferris, nobody knew who he was, did really good at the Nations, is now signed to one of the most powerful teams in the sport just recently, makes the profile of his name bigger. I think that's what you mean, right, Mathis? It should be more noticeable. Like, maybe you missed Matt Moss. There's 30,000 30, Arizonans right now thinking... They're all at Arizona Cycle Park. Dean, they're all at Arizona Cycle Park. They're all thinking Dean Ferris is from Murrieta. They're like, yeah, yeah, California kid. Like, how do you keep your job? How do you keep... If he was an airplane pilot, I would get off the plane. I'd get off the plane. If he was a window washer, I would fire him. You can't do an announcing job and not know Dean Ferris is Australian. I personally like Irv. I do. Thank you. I do. This has nothing personal against Irv. But I think he – I like Irv too. For all of his mistakes, which are numerous, and I can't deny that, he has an incredibly tough job of literally talking Weege, all Weege, day Weege, Weege, long. Back. Weege, here's your speech. Weege, give him the speech. That's your job. I agree, but it's a difficult job. It's a difficult job to fill all of that time. Weege, please. Okay, I'll go back to Matt's pilot reference from a minute ago. It was really hard to land this plane without crashing. It was very difficult. I've had you a pilot. It's just a very difficult job. I've been flying it for four hours. It's very hard to land it. I've had a right. pilot tell Thank me you. that we were landing in San Francisco when we were really in Orlando. So sometimes that happens. I don't want to. I just wanna, it's, uh, your I do- job to not screw up, and no one at their job should have the excuse of, yeah, but my job's really hard, actually, so I don't really have to be good at it. I like Irv. You guys, you guys are mean. He, he's like Burgundy. He just reads the sheets. Someone needs to get in there and mess with the sheets. I like Irv. <laughs> Someone needs to get in there and mess with the sheets and see what happens. So it would be like Matt Moss from Screw Yourself, California. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Matt Moss from <laughs> FU Feld. Missouri. If you felled Florida. You're right. <laughs> you know? We need honestly, like I I just I, I just cannot I just I You guys are jerks. I'm speechless. You guys are jerks. You're gonna call Dean and he three or four times from Marietta, California, Dean Ferris. How about educating the fans? This is a kid who came out of nowhere at the Motocross Nations. Uh, really, it's shocked the world. Great rider. Australian. I think it's worse. Like, I think it's personally worse that Fro didn't know. Fro did not know. What do you mean Fro did not know? Fro About read what? Riverside, California on the TV television program. For, 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 for Ferris? Uh, it was either for Ferris or Moss because he was tweeting someone today, oh, sorry, the sheet just said Riverside, California, so that's what we went with. It was for bopping. It was for bopping. N- I, bopping is fine. But it's the same bopping's no, not known. thing. No, it's Bopping's not known. Radar. Bopping's not known. They would do the same thing. They don't know these guys. No, they, they know don't. Dean Ferris. They know Matt Moss. 
You think they know? We're hard on those announcers for sure. They know those guys. Lawson Bopping. We knew. We knew. We're weirdos. This is their job we're, to know. We're Dustin Hoffman this and Raven. This is their job Listen, to I, know. I mean, I'm with you. I'll I'll back you on that, but I'll give them. I'm not as hardcore as you. I'll give them the bopping. I'll give the bopping to him. I will give <laughs> M.A. a bopping like no other. I will bop him. No charge. Uh, this makes me upset. It makes me upset because, Irv, you could add to the knowledge and entertainment of your listeners if you would fill them in on Dean Ferris a little bit. It's not rocket science. I like Irv. <laughs> this, is all, this is all you got, JT. Yeah. This is all you got. I'm going to make some I support Irv shirts. <laughs> I'll buy one. Okay. I, I think you guys have valid points, but I do think that Irv does some things well. I do. I think the casual fan. Well, we all he, do things well. He keeps the casual fan somewhat interested, whether it's talking about amateur titles at Arizona Cycle Park or whatever the case is. We are jaded because of we are so involved. It's in, Dean we know, Ferris. We know, it's a major rider. It's not, he's not a major rider. Oh my God, he's not. Weech. He is a he maybe maybe a major rider if he starts doing better. But I don't think to us maybe he's a major rider. To a casual fan, he is not a major rider. You should know Dean Ferris from Australia because that makes the series look better. Look at these Australian champions we got. Look at these Canadian champions, Alec Cole Thompson. Look at these. This makes the series look better. Yeah, we got all these I'm riders not, from all I'm over not, the world here. I'm not arguing the fact that he probably should have known that. I'll give you that. Does no one listen? Why? Am, I, we listen. That's why we knew he said. But does no one in thing? charge listen? I think they're on board with what I'm saying is that. If he, this guy was a pilot, he does United well. would have fired him. He does things certain things well. well <sighs> all right, let's move on. It's just, move on. it's just like you said. Lurch, Lurch is great at what he does. Lurch is good. Yep. So is Irv. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. Let's move on. I. F- it's nothing personal, Irv or Irv's family. If you're listening to this, I like Irv. <laughs> <laughs> you're making me mad when you say that. Okay. Uh, Cole Martinez. Who's Cole Martinez? I don't know much about him. Cole Martinez, but number JT, 142. You, you pointed him out in practice yep. for what? Like he, he was, was doing. He was tripling in after the start and you before like, anybody yeah, else yeah, did yeah. it. Yeah, you were like, hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody else had done it. I don't know if they did that on press day or anything like that, but he did it literally before anybody else. Um, I, I raced him in outdoors. He used to ride at Kawasaki. I don't know if it, his bike's all white. So Is that it could old? Be Kawasaki. Uh, no, it was like 2012. That's old. That was like 18 months ago. But, okay. Uh, anyways, um, yeah. I mean, he got top 10. He stood out in practice because he was doing that section. So, great great for him. Sponsor is Woodland Merchant Services. Any idea? Uh, Moser? Woodland. That's all I got. <laughs> and good, congratulations to Woodland Merchant Services. Yeah. Hey, good job why don't him. you guys talk about something? Talk about Durham or something, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google um, this guy's sponsors. Durham struggled, not not great. Um, he won the la- won the last chance and and round of us and couldn't get his bike started. So yep, uh, rough, and the, rough uh, night. the crash in the heat. He had a crash in the heat. I think it was pretty bad. He ended up on the oh, that's right, plywood. Yeah, but the problem is though, <clears throat> you know, I don't I don't feel like even beyond that crash outside of it. So far, we haven't seen 
much from Durham that makes you think, look out, here comes Darren Durham. You know what I mean? I mean, he's been good. Underwhelming, been... though. Underwhelming. Can I, I just expected say that more. one of you jerkies called him for a win? I, I expected more. I mean, the yeah, last time do. we saw him in Supercross, he was he was fast. He he was winning his heat race, etc. Uh, you know, he won he won a main event at where New Orleans was it? Um, yep. Yeah, I, I just I, I honestly expected more. I stand by it. I'll I'll stick to that. That I think he is underperforming at this point. Yeah, it's uh, it's Woodland Hills credit card merchant services, something like that. It must be. Um, merchant services in Woodland Hills. This is incredible. This is riveting stuff. Woodland Merchant Services in Washington, but he's from Arizona, or so it says. I got to get Irv to find out where he's from. Um. Yeah. Okay. Some sort of credit processing thing. All right. All right. Good job, Martinez. Uh, Scotty Champion with an eleventh. Good job for that. Uh, Colton Eck, only second ever race, and he's in the main event. And there's a dude from Switzerland in the main event, too. Yeah, he got the last spot. The yeah. guy, he this is incredible. The guy was in front of him was fourth, easily. Had it locked up. Cartwheels through the whoops the last lap on his own. Really? Completely yeah, yeah, by yeah, yeah, himself. Yeah. I'm, like, watching him because right, it's the last people spot. that weren't there, there were their last chance was red flag, so they restarted it. There was not many guys left because there was so much carnage. And this guy rolled the rest of the track and still qualified. Grenades himself, crashes, cartwheels, and he's pounding the plywood. As he's laying there, just pounding the plywood in anger. And then this uh, Switzerland kid, you know, yeah. great for him. He got right. very fortunate. but It's exciting to watch the last transfer spots in the 250 Supercross class, always. The whole, the both last chances, the red flagged and the one after, were just complete chaos. Yeah. Albertson. Your, your guy, Talay, oh, almost Talley, killed yeah, the guy. Yeah. yeah. And Albertson. He got screwed in that deal, Lee, too. Yeah. Albertson just ate poop on the triple-triple. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. Why was he jumping it? He didn't need to jump it. He could have just doubled his way through that triple, triple, triple. That's what everybody else was doing. It would have been fine. Were they all doing? I thought they were tripling. He though. had been doing it all night. Yeah, yeah. So he almost crashed a bunch of times on it. Um, which that he finally got it right. Okay, so after the race, I said, "Dude, you had some sketchy moments in that." No, man, I was hitting that great. He told me he was hitting it he great. He chased it at least Thank three you. times where I thought he was going over you. the bars. He told me after yeah. the race, dude, I had that thing nailed. I'm like thinking, I'm no Gary Bailey, but I didn't think you had that thing nailed. <laughs> uh, I didn't. Jimmy's claiming no issues. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to disagree. Right. Yeah. All I'm right. glad he was okay because that could have been disastrous, and he got yeah. up real easy. All right. Anything else? Uh, Justin Hill. Crash crashed again. I thought he looked good. He had the he had the uh, three 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 dialed. Yeah. Uh, he was actually catching up in the main event and then and then went down somewhere I couldn't where I couldn't see. So not another, a great result. But another guy I was waiting to talk to was Mitch Payton. Wasn't having it. I would su- suspect no. Big meetings, lots of talk with the team. You know. Yeah. He, has, he does not have a podium this year. Not good over there. He doesn't have an exhaust in the podium. Yeah. got Ugh. Talk are we are we seeing a changing of the guard as far? I mean, we I know are. we've talked no, about no. this, but as far as exhaust, his team, we're not seeing it. It's it's done. It's yeah, yeah. but it's. Yeah. I th- I think this has been underpublicized. Even the exhaust side of it, he used to own everything, which he still does the 450 to a, to a certain extent. But this is uh, this is noteworthy. You know, I know we have talked about it some, but yeah. for him to not have. An exhaust on the podium or a bike on the podium, I don't know how far we would have to go back 
to see that. Probably, Quite a ways, I'm assuming. Probably since man invented a motorcycle. Yeah, I, that's a fair assumption. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if people realize that. You're right. It, it's not just a team thing. I mean, you can go back as recently as maybe three years ago. <clears throat> Let's say when Dungey was last in the 250 class. You probably had most of the motos were like the whole friggin' top ten had pro circuit motors and exhaust. All of all the Geico Honda team, all of Mitch's riders. Dungey was a pro circuit guy. I, I don't even remember what was the Yamaha team at that point. They were probably running pro circuit stuff. Like, it was ridiculous. Pro circuit was only getting beat by pro circuit. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, no. I think that's the part that people forget. Geico had pro circuit motors up until recently. So, he's that's a huge change. He's going to be pissed, and he's going to be grinding away. KTM is the FMF team, too, correct? The they 250 are. guys? Yes, they are. Wow. No, wow. the factory team's a Kropovich. No, the KTM Rockstar. Rockstar guys are yeah. FMF, yeah. Rockstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gene Ferris from... From Marietta, California. Yeah, no. What is he? He's a Kropovich? Uh, well, he was. Uh, he's from. He's born and raised in Marietta, close uh-huh. to Pro Circuit. Maybe he. Maybe he's Pro Circuit his whole life because he's from Marietta. Oh, true. Born and raised, not far from PC. So, ninety-one. He's a Kropovich, yep. though. Yeah. The, okay. The factory, I believe. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't even know that. I, I yeah. wasn't sure. Um, they were FMF. Kropovich has them, and then um, FMF has the off-road team, and they have the Rockstar team. So, MBTO. Um, and BTO. So, um, speaking yeah, of B- Yoshimura has a big influence, obviously, in the 450s. It's, it's, it's yeah. crazy. Do you think Stewie knows that Matt Moss is sort of like under his tent and stuff and all that? I think he wonders, like, who let this guy in over here? Right. Yeah. yeah. Who is this guy? But then. Who's 102? He whole shot at every race all is night, it, so he probably it figured it out. Is it Goose? Yeah. The little Goose? Little Goose, you're back. <laughs> How's your ankles? <laughs> um. All right, uh, let's move it on. Uh, BTOsports.com, JT, um, BTOsports.com. What do you, you got to say about them? I mean, what can, what can you say about them? Uh, huge account of ours, as are many other accounts. Terrific place. Wow. Terrific yes, place good. for all yes. your ordering uh, needs. Uh, OEM parts now, uh, bike body stuff. They're uh, fantastic. Use the code PULPAMEX to save some money. And, of course, Foxhead, uh, official gear of Dungey, Rocks, and many other gears. Um, can you say, like, shift... Readish rare shift, right? So I think so. Yeah, but it's Fox. But is that all separate? Do you not say Chad Reed is in Fox, or do you have to say Fox? Chad Reed wears Fox boots and a Fox helmet. I'm not sure. I know at Fly we kind of keep it all in house. Yeah, I'm not sure how they operate. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, Chad Reed wears the Instinct boot and the V4 helmet. He does. Um, and he may or may not wear the Airspace goggle. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think he does, but yeah, well, that's we, a, that's a deal we need to we need to get that get some more shed some more light on that deal. What we need to do is he he's holding out. He wants you know the proper amount of money that he feels he's worth to wear a goggle that he wants to wear. We need to like try to pool together some money and like buy like from Walmart just a pair of goggles. Have you ever dealt with Chad on anything like that? No, but hey, say hey, yeah, Chad, it's not going to go well. We got your money. It's not going to go well. Here's your welder's goggles. Yeah, we got your money. Uh, he can take some of the best design products in the world and absolutely crush them <laughs> with his cr- critique. Right, right. He can he crushed me as a mechanic. So check out foxhead.com. Visit your local authorized Fox dealer. Uh, Twenty fourteen lines are out now, and uh, they this podcast is presented by the folks at Fox Racing and BTOsports.com, of course, on board. Um, thanks, Weege. I appreciate it. Good talk. Um, yeah. We uh, anything else to add, or are we? 
good. See you in Anaheim. Oh, you go, you're going now. Yeah, I am. I am going now. I'm going now. Can we yes. t- can we touch on how you are going down to the pits for the semi races? This is a journalist who's missing races to go to the pits. Like I don't yeah, even need what to am see. I, doing in the pit? yeah, I don't I even need to see answer, races. You just answered your question, and you're in your question. <clears throat> this is a journalist at a race who's going down to the pits. What is he crazy? You're missing racing. Here's what happens is when the really racing missing is it, over though? by the end of the night. Semis, heat races, LCQs. Nobody cares what happens in those races once Whoa. the main events are done. Whoa. Whoa. That was where I did some of my best work. Yeah. At the time, wow. during the semi, up in the podium, that's racing that people are watching. That's cool. That's awesome. But by the end of the night, when we do these shows, where we write stories, people want scoops and information, and a lot of times you can get more. At that time of night, you might learn something that's relevant for after the race. You don't care about the and, little guys. And no one else is covering that. You don't care about the little guys. Everyone else is doing the same thing. Oh, let's just sit in the press box and just feed us information. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit here and just let it come at me, and then I will just type what I'm seeing. I will just sit here and type what I'm seeing. Woo, I'm yeah, working that's good. hard. I like that. I like that approach. So, JT, you're I'm on going my down side. There. You're on my side. I think I'm you... going the extra mile. I'm putting in the work that no one else is willing to put in. I think the math should be down on the line with the other goggle guys. That's my official stance. If, uh, if someone's watching the race at home, they're basically getting nearly the same access that we are if we choose to just sit in the press box and watch the race. There actually what the fans is... at home can't do is go down to staging before opening ceremonies, see what's going on. Go down to staging before the semi. See what's going on. Go to the KTM pit when Dungey wins a heat and Roxon doesn't make it out of a heat and find out what's going on in there. That's what the fans don't ever get to get, and that's what I'm there to report. You're that, that's what a guy that rhymes with Schman Schmoons used to do. And you're trying to be better than that is what you're saying. Sham Schmoons? Schman Schmoons. No? It's not working. Okay. It's not working. There were... <laughs> Let's just move along. <laughs> I know that photo you took of Dungey standing there is riveting. Good job on that. So, I don't know, man. We, who else? Who else besides Race Rex had a video of Dungey talking to his team after his heat race went just, in the pit? Did just, they have that on TV? I just miss no. you. I just miss you up there. I miss, miss you. Ah! I miss your so you are saying, you are trying to make it sound like I'm doing a poor job as being a journalist, but what you really are upset is you're losing my friendship. I just miss your scent. I miss, I miss your, you know. Once this is all he, over, you guys should rent an apartment together. <laughs> he was genuinely mad when I got off. He was, gen- this was genuinely, ah, oh, I'm going to this. You are not. You are not doing this. It's stupid. Yeah. Look. Uh, Whether no, if you want the instant, this is this is video. This is stuff no one's ever seen. Next time you go down there, ask Dean Ferris what life is like, Myriad, as a child. <laughs> see see what he says. I need that. I need that. Ask him if you ever battled a Western Pike growing up. Right. Ask him about the GFI races at Paris. If he went to high school with Diana Dahlgren like right. Western Pike did. Right. Find out if he if back when he was growing up because Upton was the king of Paris. <laughs> oh, he's a hero now. All right, let's move on. Uh, Racer X uh, podcast, uh, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, PTOsports.com, Foxhead.com. Uh, thanks, everybody. Phoenix wrap-up. And, uh, yeah, let's move along. A2, very exciting stuff. Thanks, guys. See you. See you down, hon.
This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing. He's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I just pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. The days and the months and the years come.